go back to nine, two, no, sorry, 19, 2013, the grand final day between the Hawks and the Dockers. Uh, historic game, Hawthorne playing in their second consecutive grand final after yep. losing to the Swans the year previous and Fremantle Footy Club under the leadership of Ross Lyon mm. uh, made it to their first ever grand final and to experience that all uh, we've we're going to speak to the Hawks. Number one, Ruckman, he's now the assistant coach at the Mighty Hawks, and that's David Hale. G'day, David. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us, mate. Um, to now, what uh, I know you've you played him back, you know, three in a row, but uh, can you remember this one in particular? <laughs> uh, you always remember your first... Uh, <laughs> first <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it was a very high-pressure game. Freo, obviously under Ross, had bought a very... Um, you know, defensive press game, and it was a real, real arm wrestle for most of the day. And uh, unfortunately, we got over the line by I think we were fifteen points roughly mm. in the end. Uh, yeah, absolutely correct. Yeah, there you go. You've done more research than me today. Um, but uh, it, it was sort of a, it was a sort of a dull sort of game. I mean, as you said, very defensive, very um, congested. I mean, as a ruckman, what did that mean for you? I mean, were you just everywhere on this day. Well, it means lots of stoppages, so playing against the tallest person ever play AFL uh, was probably not the uh, not the ideal scenario, but, um, you know, Aaron Sandland was a, was a big man and it was a big, big challenge that day, but um, luckily we came away with the uh, with the win in the end. What, what was the what was the coaching going into the game uh, with with Sandlands? I mean, Fremantle that year had an outstanding midfield, uh, led by Nat Fife and Mundy and, and and the rest. But what was your sort of game plan um, against the, the that you know the man mountain of Baron Sandlands? <laughs> oh, I try and try and nullify him as much as you can. I see it's, it's hard to win pure hitouts against a guy who's um, a fair bit bigger than you, but. Uh, trying to make it at least predictable for the guys at ground level to where the ball was going to go uh, was probably the main thing and uh, obviously move around the ground and try and get involved a little bit uh, with that sort of stuff and if you can sneak forward I like kicking a goal so if you can sneak forward and kick a goal that would have been good as well David what were some of your defining moments of the day was it the last quarter when you just knew you were going to win a premiership or what was it yeah, it was pretty pretty tight all day. I think we got out. Um, they didn't kick very straight early, I don't think. And then uh, last quarter, I think we kicked about three or four goals in a row, which gave us about a five-goal buffer, um, which they sort of edged back a little bit closer. But, yeah, I mean, the last you know couple, especially in that game, the last two, five minutes where you hopefully know you're going to win is, um, is pretty exciting. So to finally uh, get there after losing the year before um, was very, uh, very rewarding. It would have been. Um, now, who? I don't know whether you can remember it too much, but who was your best on ground? I mean, were you? I mean, we went to Brian Lake, of course, and he played a sensational game at fullback. But was it your best of field? <laughs> uh, well, I thought Jack Dunstan was probably a little bit stiff. <laughs> he, uh, he kicked, I think, three, three early, one, one more for four. Uh, and then Lakey, Lakey got caught fire a bit later on in the game, so. Uh, that probably stuck in the voters' mind, but uh, yeah, Jack had had a good final series that year and was probably a little bit unlucky. Um, David, one of the the bigger and better players of the, of the day was was Lance Buddy Franklin. What were your sort of memories of playing with Lance at Hawthorne? Obviously, his recent retirement, um, retiring a legend of the game. What was your sort of memories with Buddy? Not only on Grand Final day, but you know, as a as a sort of career. Oh, he was just a phenomenal athlete. Like for his size, he was nearly 200 centimeters. He could he could run fast, and he had a really good tank. So um, you know he was in the lead group with all the midfielders for most of the running. 
could kick it, you know, 60 no, with uh, not much effort. Um, beautiful kick for goal, and yeah, just a phenomenal player. Even in training, sometimes you shook your head at some of the things he could do, but to have the career that he's had, 350 games and a thousand goals, is a fair uh, is a fair endpoint for a guy who, um, you know, came pretty pretty raw into the AFL environment, and then um, just yeah, huge competitor and. Um, dedicated to what he could do in terms of his athletic profile, so he's uh, he's had a wonderful career. Well, little did you know, this was his last game as a hawk. Really? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was, and then he. Uh, did you have any idea that this was happening, or like, were you on edge? Like, I mean, obviously, you're uh, clearly hoping that he'd stay, but a lot of work. Yeah, I guess. I guess as the longer it goes on during the year and they don't sign, it's usually a fair idea something's going down. So, um, I think the initial thoughts was he was going to the GWS. So. Uh, when he went to Sydney, obviously the team we'd played the year before was a bit of a, a bit of a shock. But yeah. um, I think he's played another four grannies, maybe. So he's um, yeah, he's, he's done well, and he's, he's brought a lot of people through the door up in that mm. market. We'll, we'll tap onto the current hawk system, but I just just wanted to keep keep with this. Um, the, the, that that Hawks team to, to make it to this grand final, uh, you had to go through Geelong in the prelim. Of course, you did. And uh, during this time, that it was the first time. I think it was about eleven times in a row. You you finally got them. I mean, yeah. what was the feeling like after the prelim? Yeah, that was a that was a phenomenal game. Probably that and the uh, Collingwood prelim in twenty eleven were probably the two loudest um, games I've been in part of. So. As you said, to finally get over the top of them, we lost a lot of close ones in that period of time, and I think we were down by three goals roughly at three-quarter time. So to finally get there, beat them, to get us into a grand final was, um, was, was yeah, very pleasing um, against a really good team of that era as well. So, um, yeah, all of our prelims really from 12, 13, 14, even 15 were pretty close. So um, while, we, while we ended up winning three in a row, all of those could have gone either way really in the end. Definitely. As a ruckman, I'm interested because we we speak to Shannon Burns a lot on our show, and he, he as the runner, has to tug on players' jumpers to get their attention because he, he they actually can't hear him deliver messages. Um, as as the ruckman, uh, what's it like? You just tap it anywhere and hope the midfielders are there because you probably can't hear them. <laughs> oh, definitely, it's a different. Uh Especially Burnsy, if he was delivering messages to me, it'd take a bit to get up to my height. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's what I mean. That's what we practice so much for during the week. Is getting that connection with the big fellas. So um, hopefully, by the time you get to match day, all that all that connection work is uh, is on par. And uh, but as you know, if the if the ruck hits it to a certain spot, the out there, you blame the little fellas anyway. So yep. it's usually their fault. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, let's get to the hawk season this year. You've had a, had a great back half of the year. It's been fantastic to watch the development of all the young kids that uh, you've relied on, um, mm. and particularly the last few weeks where you've knocked off uh, what was it Collingwood and then the yep. Bulldogs, and then you just just missed against the D's on the weekend. But you must be pretty pleased with how the season's panned out. Yeah, our last month's been really solid, uh, betting some top four teams and playing a brand of footy that's. Um, pretty good to watch so a lot of our young guys have had good years especially around that middle part of the ground so uh, to finish strong and coming with momentum into pre-season next year is really encouraging for us and um, I guess it shows against those top teams that we're on the right path and we get it all right and consistently we perform for four quarters 
And David, can you just give a bit of an insight into the way Sam Mitchell sort of coaches this this young up and coming team? How does he sort of deal with these young guys and, and teach them? Yeah, the environment that he's tried to create is tried to make sure that they feel comfortable in the environment to, so that they can perform at their best and um, bring their all, you know, got individual qualities and traits that make them unique as footballers but also unique as people. So we want them to um, be themselves as much as they can, enjoy being at the club, uh, not see it as a job and obviously that will flow into their footy. Uh, if we create that environment more often than not, so we think that um, you know, the two years that Sam's been there, he's tried to do that as much as possible. And the guys, you know, when you see him play and when you see him train, they're always up and about and excited to be part of the journey. So that's um, that's holding us, holding us in good stead and holding them in good stead to be able to perform um, to the hopefully to the utmost of their capacity. Have you had to look after Finn McGuinness this week after Goody gave him a bit of a clip um, at his press conference on the weekend? <laughs> nah, Finn's Finn's alright. He's very. Uh, very straight shooter Finn and he, uh, he does a lot of hard work Finn to get to the point where he's at so I mean his role really is to shut down those players and he's done a remarkable job in the back half of this year against some really quality players so yeah. um, just a feather in his cap really and the, the criticism means that he's done his role on the day and um, he can tick another box in terms of that last week yeah. And the other one I wanted to know, you've obviously played Melbourne on the weekend. They've got uh, their ruck um, sort of conundrums at the minute with uh, Brody Grundy in the twos, and he's probably um, you know going to leave the club after only the one season. You and Max Bowe, we'll go back to the Hawthorne days when you were playing. How did you pair up with your ruckman, and how did, how did you make it work? Mm. Uh, well, I guess the thing with most ruckmen these days is they they are primarily been ruckmen their whole career so they haven't played much as a forward um, I was probably the other way I played a lot of my junior footy as a forward and only only through height obviously we I got drafted um, that I started to really learn the ruck craft so that probably helped me in terms of my understanding of um, leading patterns and working in with other forwards whereas the challenge for a lot of ruckmen these days is they don't understand the forward craft as much as they need to and when you're a when you're a ruckman playing on really good AFL quality defenders, it's hard to hard to win that and get separation at times. So uh, that's been a challenge. And if you look across the league, there hasn't really been any um, Jackson, probably a Frio, um, even like Joe Donahue, these types that are playing now as a second ruck. There isn't a lot of pure ruck forwards anymore. So um, you know those guys become really valuable if you can get them. But um, trying to fit two. Pure ruckman into most teams at the moment is, is a bit of a challenge. Yeah. Well, that's actually, I, just, I, I find it difficult to believe that it'll be that difficult. I mm. mean, it just seems like a, a normal football position. I mean, obviously there's there's different angles and everything else in the forward line, but in the in the finish you're just leading up and catching it, aren't you? And as a ruckman, you should be taller than everyone else. <laughs> Yeah, it's true, true, but uh, I guess evidence this year in alone was suggested that it's, it's harder than it looks. Um, you know, we've tried to be crazy and, and Meekin, and, well, their rough craft itself has been pretty good. Uh, we haven't got the output we wanted in terms of presence and shots on goal on the forward line, so that's still a work in progress even for us. Um, so that's something we'll definitely work on over the summer. And uh, Yeah, ideally we get those guys who can get a, a goal a game um, whether they're playing ruck or forward, but uh, we haven't quite got that that mix right this year uh, in itself. Yeah. 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 How have you found the boys uh, rucking at the moment at the Hawks? I mean, have they impressed you a bit, or is there still a bit to work on? Yeah, Ned Rees, especially this last month, Ned Rees has really played some good footy. He held his own against Gorney last week, and he probably beat English twice during the year. 
Uh, and, he, and he beat Darcy Cameron the week before that. So mm. he's had a really solid month. And obviously coming up against Luke Jackson this week will be another good challenge. Um, but they I mean they're, our guys are really young. I think both of their rucks are 24, so you know the prime of their ruck careers is still ahead of them. And um, if we can get another you know 30, 40, 50 games into these guys and get into that 100 game mark, we think they're going to be really, really valuable commodities in terms of our midfield, which has um, really improved a lot off the back of their work uh, in the ruck this year. Yes, very good. Now we're talking to David Hale, the uh, current assistant coach at the Hawks, but he also spent uh, time being. Uh, the assistant coach of the Dockers, which, uh, by my research, you actually ended up coaching a game for the Dockers, uh, which was, I think it was the day, the, the last round of, uh, after Rossi got sacked. Can you, can you tell us about this experience that you had? Bit of a uh, Steve Bradbury moment with everyone else fell out. So. <laughs> <laughs> Rossi, uh, Rossi decided he'd, uh, he'd leave the job one week early and uh, no, it was a really really great experience I mean, I, I probably only had four days um, in the role but I've uh, actually been the, the main man on match day and calling the shots and seeing the preparation and everything that goes into it was really invaluable for me going forward and something that I thoroughly enjoyed and um, yeah, I really enjoyed my time. Three hours, six years went really quickly, and um, and obviously back back now the Hawks, which is which has been good as well. Now I'm assuming you're on the short list for the Tigers job. Uh, not that I know of. Yeah, a dark horse and coming late. <laughs> uh, does it does it does it excite you? Or is it something that you want to pursue? You know, long term is is the senior coach of an AFL team. Yeah, down the track. I guess the the one the one caveat is there's only 18 jobs in the in the whole country, so it's a pretty uh, pretty yeah. coveted role. Um, and I'm relatively still um, young, I suppose, at, at 39 in terms of the the mould of our senior coach. So um, working under Ross and, and Justin Longmuir and now Sam gives me some really good grounding and exposure to uh, what it takes to be a senior coach. So down the track, it'll be something I'll look at doing. You know, just, I mean, you obviously love it and you've been around it and you've uh, seen it all done, but to me, looking on from the outside, it looks like a very stressful job and a job that, yeah. uh, you know, you, there's not a lot of positivity that comes, you know, week to week. No. Uh, what, what do you look for? Or why would it be appealing to you? <laughs> well, I can't lose any more hair, so... No, I think just the developing of young guys and being on a journey to achieve the ultimate goal which is something that um, you know being being part of it as a player is something you hope that all guys in your system can experience at some point or another so to see those guys come in at 18, 19 and develop into um, quality players but quality people as well is something that's really enjoyable and um, you know seeing seeing the rooms after a win that 5-10 minutes after you plan all week and train together to get a get a result on the weekend is um, something that's pretty special so when you could do that on you know whether it's a final or ultimately a grand final that's something that's um, yeah definitely something that you want to experience uh, throughout your life when you're involved in the full industry Yes, very good. Now, you're obviously with the, the Dockers uh, on the weekend, you're against them at the MCG on Saturday. Um, probably, you know, not the most uh, relevant game of the weekend. <laughs> um, as a Melbourne supporter, we need you to win. So, you know, the Dockers, uh, you know, jump down uh, and give Melbourne a better draft. <laughs> but other than that, um, what else are you looking for? <laughs> what do you mean, man? I'm sure there'll be 60,000, 70,000 for the Saturday <laughs> afternoon, beautiful weather. Yep. Uh, what more could you ask for? <laughs> well, that's right. No, no good selling point. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, as you said, just continue the momentum we've built for the last month. 
Um, three hours played some good footy of late, so it'll be a it'll be a good challenge in there. A similar age demographic to our uh, list, so they're probably mm. a couple of years in front of us, but uh, we're good young midfield similar to us, and um, I guess winning winning that last game means you go into the season with a bit of confidence. And if you if you lose or you don't perform in that last week, obviously sits with you for a while. So mm. there's plenty to gain from uh, getting a win on the weekend. Very true, and uh, I mean, obviously, you're, you're 16, so you're not participating in finals. Is there a, a theme for Mad Monday this year? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been just concentrating on the uh, on the weekend of hand, mate. And then mm. we'll, uh, we'll move on to that. <laughs> as, a, as a coach, you are it's far uh, tamer than it used to be as a coach, for sure. So <laughs> have a couple of uh, bevies at the start, then as the boys start. Uh, getting a bit rowdy you duck out the sideboard yeah fair enough fair enough but Geelong plan there is you know months in advance yeah. so I mean why not <laughs> <laughs> no, as, a, as a player you've got to keep on the straight and narrow mate but I mean, the players have uh, players have got something up their sleeve I'm sure <laughs> fantastic hey, David we might leave it there buddy um, it's been great to chat and uh, great to catch up and talk about uh, footy with you mate uh, good luck on Saturday uh, with your Hawks and uh, hopefully you're in the year of the win no worries. Uh, I'm sure I'll see you in the crowd on the uh, <laughs> front of the 65,000. <laughs> you, you definitely will. Cheers, mate. Yeah, yeah bye. So, yeah. David Hale, uh, three-time premiership ruckman for the Hawks.